0: The Thriving Over Surviving Podcast is for informational and inspirational purposes and not meant to be medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be facing. The opinions expressed by guests and advertisers are their own and not necessarily the opinions of Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Well, welcome back for our third round in our trilogy with Dr. Samantha Benson. Samantha is in Philadelphia, and you know, that's a big city, and I'm sure people with MS are living in big cities. So what do you notice the most that people could learn from that situation? I
1: think just that the resources are in your favor in a big city. There's a lot of challenges as far as like navigating a big city, but the people that are in every big city that I've come across in America and other countries, the resources are incredible and the the support that you can, that you can get from a big city is one of the biggest benefits of, of living in one. Honestly, the comprehensive MS centers are in almost every large city and then you have just some, some renowned physicians and renowned specialists in almost every, every field you know, in Philadelphia and in other cities. So take advantage of that. There's a lot of pros and cons to big cities, but that's a big one for someone living with MS.
0: And specifically to Philadelphia, what is the thing about that city that brings you the most joy? I love
1: history. I, if you ever come, I have a whole history tour that I take f- friends and family on. It's so funny. I, when I moved here, I couldn't care less about history. It's nothing I was interested in in school. And then walking and seeing and touching and learning about what happened in these buildings just completely fascinated me. So there's so much to see and do in Philadelphia and so many fascinating buildings and
0: historical pieces here.
1: I just, I love it. I love that part of it.
0: I'm totally going to take you up on that. I'm thinking about my plane ticket and when I could come. So (laughs) it's cheap from Florida. I go to Orlando
1: for Harry Potter World, huge Harry Potter fan. So we'll switch.
0: Perfect. Perfect. One (laughs) in one. I love it. It's happening. In our first episode together, we talked about newly diagnosed, then getting our mind right. So now I want to talk about once that's in place and you've kind of been dealing with this you know, whole overwhelming MS situation. What are some things that you can talk to us about in terms of like tracking our own health? So you know, journaling and
1: tracking your strength is a uh, is very beneficial, and there are like physical therapists who do what are called booster sessions so instead of you know the typical like two to three times a week for x amount of weeks you know maybe a month or however long it is you could track like go once a month and have someone kind of screen where your strength's at and modify the program to fit your specific needs so that is something that i recommend if you don't feel comfortable kind of analyzing your own strength Um, But my book, Breakthrough Multiple Sclerosis, is going to go through different muscles and how you can tell if one particular muscle is weak and kind of come up with a way for you to track that and what you can do to improve it. So I think understanding the body and understanding the muscles is something beneficial for everyone to understand. But I went to school for a long time to do it, so I don't expect people to like kind of naturally understand that or understand it quickly or easily. So finding a physical therapist that can do those booster once a month sessions for you to keep on top of that or reading and understanding how your body works and how different muscles work so you can start to track it yourself.
0: Super interesting because I actually have no idea about my muscles. I was doing some ab work. I did 30 minutes And by golly, they hurt for the next four days. So today is the first day that I'm like, I think that I can do this again. I'm just like, I don't want to overdo it either. But I want to keep going and not get discouraged because I'm in pain. Just because I have not used my ab muscles in so long. I've used my flab muscles, but not my Mm -hmm. ab muscles. (laughs) So what are some um, muscle groups that we should possibly focus on to begin with?
1: Yeah. So for multiple sclerosis, one of the biggest ones is called your dorsiflexors, which is in the, it's your shin muscles. And those are the muscles that bring your toes up when you walk. So if anyone has dropped foot or their toes start, they start to trip over their toes after they've walked a certain distance, or they, maybe their foot slaps down hard when they're walking or your feet drag, that's because your dorsiflexors aren't, Doing what they need to do. Strengthening those muscles. There are some preventative exercises that I share on Facebook and Instagram. Some preventative exercises and some also like stretches that you can do to try to work on that.
0: I always thought drop foot was like my foot falls down, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't move it. And I didn't realize I have drop foot sometimes. And just like what you said, When my muscles get fatigued, Mm -hmm. that's when it really starts, and it's bad when I'm wearing flip-flops because my flip-flop will get caught, and then I fumble, and it's bad news. Yeah, that's actually called fatigability,
1: too, when you you don't have foot drop if you walk, say, a certain distance, but then after mile or whatever it may be, um, then you start to notice the foot dropping that's called fatigability. And it's actually a good test that you can do um, to see what your fatigability level is. And it's one of the most common gait problems or gait symptoms for
0: people with MS. It's
1: it's a lot to go over, but check my Instagram. I have some posts about it on there.
0: Wonderful. I want to drive people over there too, because I'm going to be checking again. I'm very interested because if I don't know what's going on with myself, I can't help myself, right? Exactly. Yeah. So those shin muscles, is there another group that we might focus on? Yeah. The glutes are, I guess, one of the one of
1: the next big ones. And those are Your butt muscles, for lack of a better word. (laughs) All right, I need to work those butt muscles. (laughs) Those (laughs) muscles are responsible for helping us stand up from a chair. So a lot of people have a hard time with that. And they're also the power muscles that help us with every step. So one of the biggest signs for weakness of the glutes is difficulty standing up from a chair. That's when kind of some people start to notice it the most. There's other signs that you can see from your gait pattern, which is the pattern how you walk. But that's harder for us to identify ourselves, and easier for someone like a physical therapist to, to notice. And squats are one of the best exercises, or even simply standing, practicing standing up and sitting back down. I love that exercise for people.
0: Squats are the worst. <laughs> um, next to what's that one where you drop down and then you pop back up? What burpees. <laughs> burpees, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are those burpees. Are the worst. Oh. I just, gosh, I know I'm going to progress to a point where I can do them, but I'm, I don't want to. It's like torture. So, okay, squats. So I've seen some adaptive squatting out there online. Do you have any recommendations for that so I can have a starting off
1: point? I would start in like, in a chair, like sit in the chair, add weights. Like, I promise you, you can do it. People don't add weights enough. So add a, add a weight, even if it's a couple pounds per hand, start somewhere add weights though so beneficial for your joints and body and then I would just start sitting in a chair and standing back up and just kind of go slow it's not
0: a speed game the slower you go the harder your muscles have to work this is kind of off topic but I'm hoping that you can help me with this so I recently well it's not recently (laughs) months ago like super pandemic-y you know everybody is like buying stuff off of Amazon. I know I've mentioned this before. <laughs> and so sometimes I get on and I'm like, oh, this looks great. And then I get it. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> so what'd you get? Over to my yeah. right <laughs> is a trampoline. Oh, okay. And so I I used it a few times. And then I was focusing on my puppy and I just didn't really go for it and I want to I want to get into it do you know the benefits of using the trampoline yeah it's actually there's a lot of benefits like it's very good for your balance which I is something
1: that I have in every single person's program with MS people don't focus on it enough and that's a great way to to work on your balance with the trampoline and then also it's it's great aerobic exercise those are the two biggest ones but it's also it works your lower body very well so the it it works your those dorsiflexor muscles we were talking about the glutes trampolines aren't for everyone i will say it can be a safety hazard for some people so (laughs) i don't recommend it for everyone but but yeah it can be it can be a really good workout for some people and
0: so for those people watching, I'm going to take my camera and show you guys my trampoline so you don't think that I'm kidding. There it is. Oh there it is. Oh, I just I like it does have a handlebar on it. Okay.
1: I like the handlebar for sure. I recommend that. <laughs> I think it, if you, yeah, even spend five minutes on it, like make that your warm up because it could be a fun way to warm up and then kind of easier way into it. I got a spin bike and I didn't use it for like six months because I hated it. And then now I'm on it every day. I just, you yeah, have easier way into it and put it somewhere that you see it regularly, which next to your podcast spot is a good one, I think.
0: Do you have any Mm. other little tips before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I mean, along the lines of what you were just saying, something that came to mind, when you're new to exercise or new to a different type of exercise to do this for X amount of time, or I have to do this as my sole thing of working out because I just bought this piece of equipment, like, just go on it, do it until you are like, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. And then and then move on to the next thing and then come back at, come back at it tomorrow and just say, I'm going to start this, see how I feel when I'm done with this. I'm done with it and I'm going to go to the next thing because we already have so many things on our, on our plate that we have to do. An exercise shouldn't be another thing that we have to do. It should be something that we get to do and we want to do.
0: I see that you do have a puppy in the background, too. Yeah. Tell us this about your ever- puppy. I always ask because oh. I love mine. <laughs> Aww. He-
1: that's Ronald, after Ronald Weasley. I told you I like Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> he's a rescue, and he's just—he's the best. Love him. I think they are. They are like the best companions. They're your like best friend, and will love you no matter what. They're—they're they're pretty great.
0: I recommend getting an animal to anyone, even if it's a fish or you know whatever, just having the pride in taking care of something is important too. So I just want to say a huge appreciation. Thank you so much for being with us in this trilogy of info. Mm -hmm. Um, Where can people find you, Dr. Samantha Benson? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at
1: Rehab for Your Brain. And then my website is brainhabpt.com, brainhab, like brain rehab. Um, and I'm Brainhead Physical Therapy on Facebook. So I'm happy to chat with anyone, love messages, love content idea if anyone has any suggestions. So thank you so much for having me. I hope we can do this again. I know we'll continue working together some way.
0: Absolutely. I'm not going to let you get away because you're just (laughs) such a plethora of knowledge and also a great person to chat with. So thank you so, so very much. And if in the future, I want to let everybody know when the book comes out, we'll do a little promo. So everybody will have that information. We're wrapping up our trilogy. Thanks to Dr. Samantha Benson, and we will see you next time on Thriving Over Surviving. Keep thriving, Dr. Sam. Thanks, Evie. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. Keep thriving.